0: Welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esso. Well, last week we began the Wisdom Series and we said we are going to be considering a few passages in the book of Proverbs, powerful book by the way. I want to please encourage you every day, read a proverb, every day, read a proverb. There's so much in Proverbs. You know, because of my study, I've been going to Proverbs, and it's just blowing my mind. So I want to encourage you, get back to the book of Proverbs. Wisdom is a principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Wisdom determines your outcomes. I can tell with your outcomes whether you are wise or foolish. A foolish man will always make foolish decisions, but a wise man will always make wise decisions. And God says... You have the wisdom of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. And that mind will manifest like never before in Jesus' mighty name. We spoke about Proverbs 1 verse 10. The first point we had was that, My son, if sinners entice you, don't consent. My son, if sinners entice you, don't consent. Sinners will entice you, they will come around you. But the Bible says where sin abounds, grace superabounds. It doesn't matter how dark the world is. Believe me sincerely. You and I, we are shining stars. You have the light of God within you. You carry that light within you. And that light will shine. outshine darknesses around you in the mighty name of Jesus. We say that in the new dispensation, we are not compelled to sin. We sin by choice. Because the Adamic nature was nailed with Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So the power of sin has been death with. The body of sin has been death with. So these days, if you sin, you sin by choice. That's why Satan likes to tantalize. But we have a choice. We have a choice, and that choice is to serve righteousness because whatever thing you submit to over time, it becomes your master. We don't submit to sinful practices because we are servants of God. We are not servants of sin, we serve God. Whatever thing you submit to, whatever thing overcomes you, you are that person's servant. You will not be a servant of sin, you will not be a servant of drug addiction. You not be a servant of illicit sex in the mighty name of Jesus. I see God breaking through you, breaking through your limitations in the mighty name of Jesus. We also said last week that trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and He will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and He will direct your paths. You have to know that your human wisdom is limited. God's foolishness begins where human wisdom ends. God's foolishness begins where human wisdom ends. God's foolishness is greater than the wisdom of men. So when God tells you, do this, don't lean on your understanding. He will be instructing you, as he instructs you, take it as God's word and obey. Simple obedience will bring breakthroughs this year for you in the mighty name of Jesus. We said the man's heart plans his way but the Lord directs his steps. We said, You can make your plans. It's okay to make your plans. But God can say, Your plan is not my plan. God can come in too and just upset your plans. Man proposes, but God disposes. And God's plans are always better, bigger. God's plans are always for a greater purpose. So, yes, it's okay to make your plans. But let God determine your steps. You may say, Oh, I want to go with Route A. But God says, No, <laughs> Route B is what I have in mind for you. So we have to be flexible with our plans because God's plans are far higher because his wisdom is far higher than the foolishness of men. We also said that when a man's ways please the Lord, it makes his enemies to be at peace with him. We said it's possible to please God. In other words, when your ways please God, it makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. That was why I was able to prepare a table before David's enemies. He blessed David before his enemies and they were just helpless. They couldn't harm him. So, yes, there are enemies, but when your ways please God, it incapacitates your enemies. It makes their decisions not to matter. And we said you can please God by having faith in God. You can please God by doing good works, by attending to the poor, by doing good works in the house of God, by promoting his kingdom with your resources. We said you can also please God by soul winning. Where you begin to pray for those who are not born again. Where you begin to preach the gospel. Where you begin to bring people to the house of God. To hear the word of God. Where you begin to do kingdom work. Bible says, over a sinner that repents, God is pleased. Everyone rejoices over every sinner that comes to the Lord. So we say you can also please God by living in the spirit. Because those who live in the flesh cannot please God. But if you are born again, if you have the spirit of God within you, that you are in the spirit. I have the capability to live in the spirit. Is my prayer this year, you take decisions in the spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will not tantalize the flesh. You will not indulge your flesh, but you invest in the spirit, and as you invest in the spirit, you will see God come through for you in Jesus' mighty name. So today we are just going to consider two wisdom points, and then we go on from there. Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21. Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21. In the amplified version, the Bible says a man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. It will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. Death and life and the power of the tongue are those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. It will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. Death and life, and the power of the tongue. Are those who love it and indulge it, we eat its fruit, and bear the consequences of their words. Power of the scripture. Bible says your tongue is a production center. Your mind is another production center. Your spirit man is a production center. In other words, when you invest in your spirit man, it produces for you. The Bible also says that your mind can produce. Of course, you go to school, intellectual knowledge, you become a doctor, you become whatever thing. Yeah, you are producing. A woman's womb can also produce. It's meant to produce children. Amen. Also, your mouth, your mouth, your womb, your spirit, your hands can produce. But I want you to know that your mouth is powerful. Of course, you already know that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that know it, those that indulge it, and those that know how to use their tongue, they shall partake of the consequences of their words very powerful. Proverbs 13 verse 3 says, the man who guards his mouth, thinking before he speaks, protects his life. The one who opens his lips wide and chatters without thinking comes to ruin." Amen. So with your mouth you can preserve your life. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Those that know how to use it shall partake of the fruit thereof. You can with your words preserve your life. If you have been long enough in this church, you know the testimony of my mom. My mom passed in 2008. But she had an experience that was really terrifying. She was driving from a city called Akure and going to Lagos. And the driver was driving. He began to speed 100 miles per hour. And mind you, those roads are not your four or your six-lane road. It was just one narrow road. And the guy was going at 100 miles per hour. And there's no policeman to stop anybody. And the roads as you are driving you can just see a big pothole right in the middle of the road so this guy was going at 100 miles per hour and my mom was telling her please i'm just going to lagos three hours drive take it easy you are going too fast and my mom's driver in other words somebody is meant to be serving her look back at my mom and jeered at her when you somebody, somebody's like you're saying look i have you in my hands ah, so the second time my mom told you what's going on here i mean take it easy you're going too fast Please, you know, I'm just going to Lagos. The guy looked back again and jeered at her. In other words, I have you in my hands. She was at the back. The guy was driving right in the driver's seat. And he was going at 100 miles per hour on a very narrow road. So it just occurred to my mom to begin to recite. Psalm 118 verse 17. I will not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. So she began to say it under her breath. Because when she's living a Episcopal Church, that's how they close. I will not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. So the guy was going fast. She was speaking under her breath. I will not die but live. And something told her, is always something. That's the Holy Spirit. That woman, open your mouth and speak out loud. Because Jesus said, The words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. God's word is a living being, is a living personality, is a living entity. God's word is not dead. When you speak God's word, in other words, when you deposit God's word in your heart and you speak with conviction, is a living bomb. God's word is a living entity. God's word is a personality. God's word will not return to God empty. It will not return to God void. God's word is a living entity. God's word is a personality. God's word will not return to God empty. It will not return to God void. So, if you are loaded with God's word and you can speak it, Satan is afraid of you. So, she began to speak. I will not die but live. I will declare the works of the Lord. I will not die but live. I will declare the works of the Lord. So, because it's a three hour span, after saying it for one hour, she got tired. The guy was still going. He would just get to the back of any car, overtake. I mean, he was reckless. He was in for a kill. No policeman to stop him, you know. And he wanted to kill this woman. That was the verdict of hell. So it got to a point she would get tired. After speaking, she would get tired and she would just fizzle out again. But something would tell her again, You man, don't be tired. You know, speak out. She kept on speaking. By the time the accident happened, it was inevitable. I mean, the car somehow assaulted, rolled over and over, just kept on rolling. Somehow, she said, she just felt a cushion. In other words, as everything was going bazaar, she was feeling something was protecting her all around. So by the time the car eventually stopped after several from assaulting she just saw a passageway just like that and she crawled out this is a woman who was hypertensive she said by the time the accident happened she just felt this calm the angels of god had taken over the car and of course the guy died instantly my mother came out of that accident there was no scratch what delivered her the word of god so with your mouth, you can preserve your life. Right? The Bible says death and life is it is not a joke. So when you always say how you feel, you don't get it. When you always say, oh, my back is aching, hey, my back is aching, oh, and you begin to scream that loud, <laughs> you are doing yourself a disservice. Because the Bible says by his stripes, you are healed. I mean, like now, I'm training myself that yes, I'm getting older, but I'm not aging. Because he renews my strength like the eagle. New life is infused into me daily, into my mental faculties. It renews my strength like the eagle. New life is infused into me daily, into my mental faculties. Even though I'm getting older, I will not suffer dementia. It's not my portion. Because that life is in the power of the tongue. Bible says if you know how to speak, you preserve your life. If you are not vain with your words, if you are careful, if you are deliberate, intentional with your words, if you know how to deposit God's word in your heart and speak out of conviction, believe me, that's what is a living entity. Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance. I was going to brush my teeth this morning and I grabbed a toothpaste. I squeezed it. What came out? It was a toothpaste. In other words, when you are under pressure and you are squeezed, what comes out is you. In other words, if you are under financial pressure and what you can do is just to lie to get yourself, that's who you are and that's the outcome you will get. So as you deposit the word of God in your heart, there's a transformation going on. You don't even know it. But when pressure comes to test you, what is inside comes out. Life will test you. Some things will test you. If you are not prepared ahead for the battle, you don't prepare for battle on the day of battle. You prepare ahead of battle. You don't prepare for examination or you don't examination. You prepare for examination ahead of examination. So please, love your Bible this year. It's wisdom. There is a half, daily Bible. Five chapters every day. If you can do that every day, the first thing you do is not Facebook, is to face God. You wake up every morning, 5 a.m., get on daily Bible. That becomes a habit. Ah, <laughs> you know, that was, The first thing you do is to deposit God's word in your heart. Is the only way to get by in this day and age. So, the words you speak are so powerful. They are powerful. Because with our words, we control angels. You have to realize that. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, that angels are ministering spirits, sent forth to minister to the earth of salvation. In other words, angels are our servants. Every Christian has an angel. But some Christians, angels, there's no work for them to do. There's no work. Because... They are never commanded. Psalm 103 verse 20, Psalm 103 verse 20 says, angels will attend to the voice of your word. As you speak God's word, angels carry messages. They are messengers, they are servants to those who will inherit salvation. So in other words, if you begin to speak and you realize your words are seeds, there's no way all those words will not germinate. If you learn to speak, if you invest your words wisely, you will see great results. And that will be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Well, Proverbs 23, verse 18, another point. For surely there is an end, and then expectations shall not be cut off. Surely there is an end. Proverbs 23, verse 18. And then expectations shall not be cut short. Proverbs 10, 24. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, the desire of the righteous will be granted, the fear of the wicked will come upon him. Desire of the righteous will be granted. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope defied makes the heart sick, but where desire comes, it's a tree of life. In other words, expectation is the mother of manifestation. You must have positive expectation. Positive expectation. You see, these are kingdom principles. These are kingdom principles. Acts chapter 3 and verse 2. Acts 3, verse 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom um, they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask arms from those who enter the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I do have I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In other words, this guy saw Peter and John. They were coming to the temple. And he was looking at them. Peter said, look at us. He looked at them. He was expecting to receive. It was his expectation that provoked Peter. And he was able to draw from Peter. Peter was aware of the anointing upon his life. And he discharged the anointing. Because the guy was expectant. So it was the expectation that provoked Peter. Peter. To do something, brethren, expectation is very powerful. As a matter of fact, First Kings chapter eighteen—I'm sure you know the story very well. Elijah shut up the heavens with his prayers, and it was now time again to open the heavens. About three and a half years, and um, the rain wasn't forthcoming. You know, it's always easier to destroy than to build. <laughs> you know, it was just one pronouncement: I shut up the heavens, and the heavens were shut up. So now he wanted to make the heavens open and then rain to fall. And he prayed, nothing was happening. He went on top of the mountain and began to pray, seriously, began to pray. And he instructed his servant, go check the clouds. So the guy would go, check the clouds, come back and say, look, sir, I can't see anything. No clouds are forming. He said, go again. He kept on going. Seven times the guy went. He kept on going. So he would come out, sir, I can't see any cloud forming until the seventh time. He said, look, I can see a cloud like the hand of a man small but before you know it the cloud had spread all through the sky and then the rains began to fall somehow it was elijah's expectation as he was praying he was expecting something was going to happen he was expecting that commits god expectation can commit god Expectation can commit God. In other words, when you are looking forward to something, you are looking forward. You are looking forward. You are looking forward. You are praying. You are looking forward. You are trusting. You are looking forward. You are praying. You are looking forward. It can commit God. It can commit God. But don't be foolish in your request. And as long as yeah, your request is sensible, is within the word of God, you can commit God. Expectation is the mother of manifestation. There is power in expectation. When you keep on looking forward, keep on looking forward. You keep on looking forward. You keep on looking forward. That woman kept on saying, if I can just touch. If I can just touch. In other words, before she touched, she was expectant. She had convinced herself to be expectant. And she was expectant. And she touched and something dropped. It's my brother, something good will drop to you. And this year, this week, even this month, something good will drop to you in the mighty name of Jesus. The expectation of the righteous shall be established. That's what the Bible says. He kept on saying it in Proverbs. Who is the righteous man? The man who... Is born again. The man who is washed in the blood of the Lamb. The man who has taken on the righteousness of God as his own, as his own portion. The man who is walking righteously. His desires shall be granted. His marriage, prayer your desires shall be granted in the mighty name of Jesus. So this here, up his mind, your language. There's a lingo of heaven. Amen. I'm sure you know. God caused things that be not as though they were. God's language. is saw darkness. He said, Let there be light. Amen. That's the language in heaven. There's a the language of the spirits amen so if you always declare what you see he saw he said, let there be light god doesn't call things as they are he calls things as he wants them to be and you are made in his image made in his likeness so learn to call some things to come to pass seriously what have you called to come to pass learn to stand on your guard and begin to call some things to come to pass you'll be amazed what have you called to come to pass amen what can you call You can cause something and it will come to pass. I mean, challenge yourself this year, this month. I want to cause something to pass. Amen? As long as you are not satisfying your lust. Amen? So, there's a narrative of heaven. There's a lingo of heaven and that um, that God caused things that be not as though they were. God caused things that be not as though they were. God can call the dead back to life. He has the capability. He has the ability to do that. And because you are made in his image, in his likeness, you can also call a few things to be. I pray the anointing for grace comes upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace to call things that be not as though they were. That grace comes upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. The ability to make things happen, to create out of nothing, that's the ability of God. That ability comes upon you in Jesus' mighty name. Every word you speak from henceforth, everyone will back it up in the mighty name of Jesus. And God will set a watch over your mouth he will set a watch over my mouth we will not speak carelessly we will stop speaking carelessly we will speak deliberately and we will speak the word of god in the mighty name of jesus and god will give you grace even to deposit his word in your hearts a deposit of his word in your hearts the bible says god's word in some people's heart don't prosper because of thorns they are full of the things of this world that's why the word of god don't prosper them says some people's word don't prosper because they have a rocky foundation. They don't take time enough to let the word get into them. They just look at the word and just move on. They don't take time enough. Says so God's word don't process because they just lack understanding. Say, so even among the good hearts, they have different yield. One produced 30 fold, another 60 fold, another 100 fold because of the workability of the word. If you walk the word, that's what works. If you walk, because some people walk the word, they walked it. They are the hundredfold. The Word is a living entity. Never you forget that. What the Word of God is a living personality. He has life. He has life in it. God will touch our hearts. He will work on our hearts. This year, your heart will produce hundredfold. And everything you say shall come to pass. We shall live life deliberately. We shall not live life as if we are not spirit beings. You are a speaking spirit. You have to know you are a speaking spirit. You are a spirit and you're a speaking spirit. When you speak, everyone responds. Everyone will respond to your word from henceforth in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening and make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.